Welcome to Five Gravity Listeners for another amazing interview. We've got Angela Doctor with us today. How are you, Angela? Great. How are you? Today, I wanted to uh, bring in a topic that probably isn't widely known. There's a lot of discussions about vaccines these days. And uh, it's interesting how homeoprophylaxis, homeoprophylaxis, say that fast three times, um, (laughs) is not as widely known, I think, as it should be. And so um, I'd love to ask you to share more on homeoprophylaxis today. So can you start with a little bit more about yourself um, and how you uh, got started in homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis? Sure. Um, So I've been a natural health practitioner for 16 years. I don't know. I'm 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 old enough in the business now. I'm losing track of how long I've been in the business. So um, (laughs) I've never not known. (laughs) I've never not known a time in my life uh, where I didn't have some hand in natural health alongside traditional uh, medicine as well. Um, Mm -hmm. My very my very life from my birth has dictated that I needed to take a, an approach both sides. Um, and so I always tell people I love being that bridge between the two sides because I wouldn't be alive without traditional medical care. Um, and I wouldn't be as healthy and active as I am without holistic care. So, mm-hmm. and I have been that way since literally since I was born. Um, and so and I, I went through some period um, right toward the end of high school and through college where I sort of walked away from natural health. Um, and then I birthed two children who medicine didn't hold all the answers for. And so, you know, as moms, we do whatever it takes. You know, the greatest detective out there is a mom with a child that, you know, has a health concern that yes. medicine can't, you know. So, um so I had this, you know, enough of a background um, in it from my own growing up and my own health issues. And I remember, you know, looking at the pediatrician going, I don't know what the answer is, but I know there is one. And so um, that was sort of where I became, came back into it um, in my young 20s with children who needed a mom who could give them some answers. And then um, in 2005, oh, so I guess this would be year 15. 2005 is when I sort of declared that um, professional status. I had a little bit of schooling behind me at that point, and I've continued to pursue um, classes and certifications and, um, you know, many different approaches as I find myself and as I have grown as a practitioner. I jumped pretty straight into the world of bioenergetic um, assessments, um, bioenergetic health, um, electric electroacupuncture according to Vol, electrodermal screening. It goes by many different names. But mm-hmm. I sort of jumped off there, and that's kind of been my main focus. And as we, as we work in bioenergetic um, forums, uh, arenas, we now have the ability to pull from every other modality that is out there. Um, yeah. so homeopathy, yeah, because we have access to energetically assess for thousands and thousands of remedies that a person might right. need. Um, and so in that, a big portion of 
of that and assessing people in their general health, whatever that in our health crisis, whatever that it has been labeled. I don't worry about what medical world labels it. I just take a systems approach and say, you know, I understand how the body how the body reaches a point of disease and how we lock the body out of a point of disease. But in that, mm. for those disease, boom, there's homeopathy front and center um, among some great choices. And then once you start diving into the world of homeopathy, then, you know, fairly, you know, right behind it is the world of homeoprophylaxis. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Um, and then, you know, can we take a minute and talk about exactly what that is, what these concepts are, mm-hmm. because they might, you know, new to some people. So homeopathy yeah. is in and of itself a standalone system of medicine. Um, it's formed from two words um, and it, it's natural, but it's so much more than just natural. So homeo means same, pathos means pathology, pathogens, suffering or similar suffering. So, and it was, uh, Samuel Hahnemann, who over 200 years ago came across the concept that um, like cares like, that something that will cause symptoms in one person may um, help resolve symptoms in someone else who is already suffering. So he was working on translating the Materia Medica, um, which is a book of substances that are used medicinally from English to his native language language of German. So um, homeopathy is potentized in very specific ways. It is at its core, it's energetic medicine. Um, it's physics. <laughs> so it's, it's really, yeah. uh, it's really an interesting world to dive into. Um, whether it's human or animal, we all have this natural vital force to be well, which is our innate intelligence that we're born with. So when something is knocked out of balance from that innate intelligence, we then begin to exhibit symptoms. And with homeopathy, with bioenergetic medicine, um, these different modalities, we are trained in how to trace and follow those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Dr. Dr. Hahnemann, as he was studying this, again, over 200 years ago, he found that the more diluted a substance was, that the more powerful it becomes, which is very Mm. interesting. You know, people who say that, um, you know, there's not, there's no substance in homeopathy and that's, it doesn't work and it's a placebo and this and that. Just when you hear that, you know that they don't understand the principles of homeopathy. They don't understand the principles of energetic health, energetic medicine, energetic wellness, because the deeper something goes, you know, is, tells us where it resonates in the body the more diluted a substance goes, it becomes more powerful because we are, in some cases, removing that physical substance. And now we're literally down to speaking frequency, the language mm-hmm. of the recipe and the language of the body and the language of yeah. all our cells, all the tissues, all our organs, our, our emotions, our thoughts, you know, our, mm-hmm. our trauma, our experiences. We're down to literally everything is frequency and we can get the body to speak the language of the homeopathy and the homeopathy to speak the language of the body because we now have common language in the form of frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And and that, I mean, the, the idea of like cures like, 
is Mm -hmm. the basic principle of what vaccination is intended to do, yet we often hear modern medicine saying, well, homeopathics don't work, but it's Mm -hmm. the same principle, right? So it seems a natural flow from a vaccination which contains a lot of toxins and some mm-hmm. lots of ingredients we don't necessarily want that works in a way that's unnatural for the body to homeoprophylaxis where you're you are harnessing that you know bioenergetic level you're harnessing the immune system and this memory that the immune system has which is super cool right yeah so absolutely the, the thing is that with is we are looking to create an immune response. So it is not a vaccination, but I like to educate that vaccination does not equal immunization. You can give somebody a vaccination and go draw a titer and some people will never produce a titer. The other thing is, is about the difference between vaccinations and homeoprophylaxis is that, um, well, there's lots of differences, but, um, how they're formulated is one of them, but, um, vaccinations um, typically are injected for the most part. There's a few that are um, oral or inhaled, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, they're injected. And when we inject something into the body and expect an immune response, um, we're bypassing the first line of defense of our natural immune response, which is our mucosal lining. Mm -hmm. So when we are out in the world and we're subjected to toxins daily, you know, tons of viruses, bacterial, fungus, molds, environmental, you know, chemicals, metal, metals, things like that. But they come to us through, you know, inhalation, you know, we breathe them in or they, they're on our skin and we might wipe our face or our nose. And um, so they come in contact or we swallow, you know, we breathe in and then we swallow. So their first line of defense is that mucosal lining, mm-hmm. our eyes, ears, nose, throat. And that has a, that forms a protective barrier, so to speak, but it can send then the particles um, and, and create a natural immune response rather than just injecting straight into the bloodstream and bypassing that first protective layer. Yeah. So, um, you know, not to mention that the vaccines do have all the additives and, you know, like, I mean, if you have never read a vaccine insert, and I'm not talking the one page front and back one page little sheet that the doctor gives you, you know, that's the one sheet. Um, if you have never looked at an actual vaccine insert, I encourage you to go to um, the websites, you can access both of them through the there's a couple different routes you can get there but through the fda or through the cdc mm-hmm. you just simply google um, you know vaccine ingredients or excipient list you know um and it will bring you up and it lists all the manufacturers that have approved vaccines and then you're going to click on each one of those one by one and it will say package insert that is what you're looking for that document is going to be 10 to 30 pages yep. long, you know, so there's, not a, it's not a one sheet wonder nope. at all. Um, and, you know, go scroll through each one, look at those ingredients, you know, sit down with Dr. Google, <laughs> Google those ingredients, you know, do you know what MCR5 is? Do you know what polysorbate 80 is? Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to change your mind um, on, pro-vax or anti-vax or any of that. I 
truly toe the line on many decisions in my advocacy and education with people of, I want everyone to have informed consent, yeah. whether it is vaccine, whether it is any healthcare surgery, whether it is the mask mandates that we're going on, you know, right now, I want everyone to have all the information presented to them and make the choice that's best for them. Discuss that, you know, with your family, discuss that, you know, with your doctor, if they have the training, a lot of doctors, doctors are not going to be trained in homeoprophylaxis. That's going to be a hard conversation to have with them. Yeah. Um, but if you ask your medical doctor read a vaccine insert, you'll be surprised how many have not actually read them. Um, right. I've talked to them. I actually told several medical doctors where we find the vaccine insert, you know, right. So, right. Um, on the so yeah, I'm not here to say do or don't. That is a personal decision that has, that has nothing to do with you or me. Um, so we're just here to give education, but you know, homeopathy is, in homeoprophylaxis, what people need to understand is that it's rapid, it's gentle, and it's permanent. Yeah. Um, there's not, you know, there's not a, um, we don't have the risks that we have involved because we're adding in different um, additives mm-hmm. um, and trying to deliver this pathogen in order to create an immune response. So, there are over 5,000 homeopathic remedies. None of them have ever been recalled. Yeah. So. Uh, None of them have had. Yeah. And there is. Are we continuing? Yes. Starting off? Yes. No, no, you can continue um, talking about the study in Australia. I might might start over that section and I'll I'll link it together with a quick audio. Okay. So um, there's been a 20-year study that was done by Dr. Isaac Golden down in Australia. And he, um, there was 3,000 children, I think, involved in the study. Um, they're wow. broken down in a couple different categories and it is available on my website um, some were done through interview only, um, but then he breaks down how he tracked other information of children and families going through the homeoprophylaxis. But he found that it has a 90% or better um, success rate. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's right up there with, you know, when they look at, um, we're seeing this now with the COVID vaccine, they're hoping to get a 75% success rate. And um, there is a recent article I saw that saying that they're not even sure they can hit 50 or 60 percent success yeah. rate. So, you know, this is time where say, yeah, homeoprophylaxis has a has this history of of 200 years behind it, and then we have this, you know, study um, of a few thousand children um, that show that we we can achieve that 90 percent success rate safely. Um, so it's an exciting, uh, it's an exciting modality to use with your family. I, yeah, that's amazing. I will say that homeoprophylaxis is not a substitution for vaccines where required by law. So, um, I will also say that, um, homeoprophylaxis is not 
known to produce titers. So if you're looking for a titer draw to prove immunity for something, um, we cannot say or guarantee or promise or anything like that. It traditionally does not produce titers. I personally have heard of a couple cases where it has resulted in titers, but you should not ever, ever, ever assume that that is going to be the case. And, and again, mm. you need to produce a record or proof uh, of a vaccination um, under the law, you know, job, school district, whoever's requiring it. Um, a homeoprophylaxis record is not going to stand up to that level of scrutiny. It's just not allowed in our society as an acceptable record, even though we know it, we, we know it has this history of that it is immunoprotective. So <clears throat> not acceptable yet. Right. Yet. Right. Right. There are lots of changes on the forefront. <laughs> I see them coming. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so you're, what you're saying is this is for uh, individuals and parents who are concerned about exposure uh, mm -hmm. and want to provide some level of natural immune protection, if you will, from the kinds of things we might be exposed to out in the world, but aren't looking for um, uh, an exemption or an exclusion from where there's a legal requirement. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, great. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought there. That's okay. Um, oh, so <laughs> we'll come what back. I was going to say is we, you know, like there is, um, there is a, coronavirus homeoprophylaxis remedy that is available mm. through a trained homeoprophylaxis practitioner. Um, so if anybody listening to this um, is interested in that protocol, um, I can make that available. You do, when you're working with homeoprophylaxis, they are different dilutions than homeopathy that's available over the counter. And it's very specific protocols. Yeah. Um, it must be, you must be working with a, um, Homeopath, uh, homeoprophylaxis supervisor or so someone who's certified in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's an important point. Yeah. So it's not something that just, if you're just with somebody that, you know, dabbles in homeopathy or a cert certainly a certified homeopath um, is going to have some knowledge in, in training in homeoprophylaxis. But there are those of us out there who are not just traditional homeopaths that are also, but we do carry the um, certification homeoprophylaxis. So mm, great. Um, awesome. Good yeah, thing to look for. Yeah. And we can customize you like there's childhood programs. So all of the standard things, you know, if you pull out the um, vaccinate childhood vaccination list of diseases, there is a childhood program. It's three to five years, depending on who you're working with as your homeoprophylaxis supervisor. Um, there's a little bit of variations in the protocols, but it's about a three to a five-year program. It's going to contain all of those childhood diseases that you want, or most of them. Um, we can custom build you a homeoprophylaxis protocol. Um, like I said, we can do kind of a one-on, you know, if somebody's mm -hmm. interested in it, like for now with coronavirus. Um we can create a protocol just specifically for this one. Now we also have travel pro programs because, you know, depending on where you're going in the world, um, some countries, for example, require yellow fever, but they don't require some of the other ones. But if you're still yeah. kind of nervous that you might be exposed to something, we can create you what's called a travel protocol um, and, and hit the 
the diseases that most concern you. I will say, I'll give a shout out to every homeoprophylaxis supervisor out there. Um, don't wait until the last minute to get on top of this because it's going to take, you know, unless you're working with someone in your local town, it may take a week to drop ship you the remedies. And then mm. even a short term, like let's say travel, Hey, I'm leaving in two weeks. What can you do? No, a typical turnaround time is going to be, you know, four weeks for even a travel program or six weeks. You want to get on top of this 10, 12, you know, 16 weeks before you think you might need it. Certainly it. as soon as you know, you're going to need it. But sure. like if you're sitting around in now and like waiting to see where we're headed with this, with this current crisis that we're in, like, don't wait now to get in touch, you know, until like it's breathing down your throat and you don't have a choice and you're, you know, you have to prove something next week or, you know, there's a mm -hmm. problem. This, right. this, um, even my short term, you know, bang them out program is going to take about six weeks to complete. So with me to maybe drop ship a remedy, I'm looking at seven weeks. So don't wait would be my one caution. So Yeah. Prevention, 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 yes. right? Get on it. Yep. So can you then, let's explain homeoprophylaxis. Okay. Um, so prophylaxis is, we went over what homeo is, um, the same, um, you know, like cures like prophylaxis is just the prevention of. So homeoprophylaxis is simply the use of homeopathic prevention form. So um, when Hahnemann was, um, working with a family, um, you know, back in the late 1700s, he was treating them for scarlet fever. And there was one, one daughter who was said to have always been the first to come down with something. And then she didn't get this because he was treating the whole family. And that's where he went, oh, maybe there's something to this, you know, preventatively. So that's sort of where homeoprophylaxis mm -hmm. began. But this was also going on at the time when Edward Jenner, who was considered to be the founder of vaccines, was working on vaccines. So, you know, we see, we kind of follow the money trail, so to speak, right. of big pharma, um, because um, that's where, it, but I, I should say, you know, the two tracks were kind of going on at the same time. And homeopathy, homeoprophylaxis sort of got buried and medicine as we know it sort of took off but you know people act like this is a placebo it hasn't been around for a long time no it's been around for a very long time yeah um, when you dig into the history of it so and wasn't yeah. Hanneman when he first was experimenting wasn't he experimenting with malaria if I remember the story right um, on himself yeah that's uh, what yeah. I recall he was dealing yeah. with mm -hmm. yeah 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 so, um, yeah, sorry, I kind of got distracted. There I was going on a different train of thought in my head. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, so, again, HP is done, uh, homeoprophylaxis is done orally, <clears throat> and it's educating the immune system. So, you know, with the doses that we're using prophylactically or preventatively, what we're doing is we're putting that energetic signature into the body so that when the... Um, body is comes in contact with a pathogen and it, it's inhaled or you know however you come in contact with it 
droplets. We're all talking about drop, you know, cough droplets or whatever. Whenever right. you come into contact with it, you already have that energetic frequency in your body from the homeoprophylaxis. So you inhale it, let's say. <clears throat> your body is then signaled to go, oh, what is this at a cellular level? And mm-hmm. now you've got that remedy already in there with this signature. And, and so the body can say, oh, I recognize this. I know what this is. And it can stimulate its own natural immune response now. Mm-hmm. And it can kick in the immune system to now f- help fight that um, pathogen, whatever that is. Yeah. And the innate immune system, the one that has memory to it. Yep, exactly. We're yeah. telling the body here's the signature I want you to remember this in case I ever come in contact with this you will know how to have an appropriate response to it excellent excellent um and most often you're probably not even going to know you had an exposure right um so some people say well what is a side effect and so um you know we can you can have I don't really like the word side effect. I like the word direct effect, mm-hmm. which means have given the body purposely an energetic exposure to the disease. And sometimes you will see a reaction or a side effect. That is what we call is proving the body is proving the remedy. So um, typically it resolves itself within 24 hours. Um, again, there's nothing toxic about homeopathic medicine, especially in the way we're using it. Um, but if you are one of those people that do have a a little bit of an immune response, um, as you're going through your homeoprophylaxis program, just be in contact with your homeoprophylaxis supervisor and they will guide you through, you know, what to do next. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so is this safe for everyone? Absolutely. Um, pregnant, breastfeeding, children, men, women, absolutely. Homeoprophylaxis. There's nobody that can't do homeopathy. So what age would you normally start an HP program? Um, I typically, um, one to two years, um, but there's also, I think the better question is, um, is it too late to start an HP program? Uh. And that answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and yeah, yeah, excellent point. I mean, if anybody's got concerns about anything as even as they get older, um, because we've found, you know, that's a vulnerable population given, especially given the number of seniors we've got that are malnourished and dehydrated and their immune systems are weakened and they're stressed and, you know, all those pieces of it. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that makes absolute sense. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, oh, you mentioned the 15-year study, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, would love to read more about that. That's at AngelaDoctor.com, D-O-C-K-T-E-R.com, if anybody wants to read it. Um, yeah, hold on one second. It's Angela yep. A. Doctor. Angela, Angela A. Doctor. A. There's an extra A in there. There is another, yep, yeah, there is an <laughs> Angela Doctor in the world. I, I'm not the only one, so I'm Angela A. <laughs> Well, I will make sure to put that in the show notes for sure. Um, okay. And so you, you mentioned the study. Now, the study was broken into four categories of treatment. Uh, can you mm-hmm. speak about the four categories of treatment? Um, there was the 
HP group, the vaxxed group, the organic group, which is generally referred to as those who eat well, drink well, get enough exercise, sunshine, get enough sleep, and then those that do no treatment at all. Um, and by and large, the HP group always came out ahead as far as children's mm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, so there's a lot of stuff available on the internet, right? I know a little bit about homeopathy. I suppose there's a lot of at-home moms who know a lot about homeopathy as well. Why is it important that they work with a trained practitioner? Um, because we're working with dilutions that are not... Um, readily available to the general public or over the counter. Um, and just because there is a, um, there is a schedule, just like there is a vaccination schedule, there's sort of a schedule of how and when they're dosed, ah. um, so that we can get you through that child, like the childhood program is again, three to five years, depending on who you're working with, um, travel again, because you're trying to take, do short-term homeopathy for a trip that's upcoming, um, we give specific dilutions, you know, let's say four weeks out and then, and, you know, or eight weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out, mm. and then maybe again during the trip, you know, and so there's just, a, a, it's a different set of guidelines than just using over-the-counter homeopathy. So. Right, right. So I wouldn't hop in the cabinet and be like, here is my, you know, homeoprophylaxis exactly. for measles. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that yeah. way. <laughs> Exactly. Got it. And they're oh. just they're, they're very um, they're much higher dilutions or deeper dilutions. Mm. So they're just not it's not something you can typically walk into the health food store and just grab off the shelf. So yeah, so these are going to be like two hundred ch or even higher than probably. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're literally um, two hundred c is where we start, and then we go oh wow from there. So okay, all right. Yep. So that does go really deep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, well, good. I'm really, I think that's a super good starter for most people on homeoprophylaxis. Uh, how can, they, if they either want to start a program or ask more questions? Um, website is the best way. Um, again, it's Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, and then another A, and then D as in dog, O-C-K-T-E-R.com. Okay. Um, you can also, um, my work line is 720-588-8412. Awesome. So awesome. Number, and I do get text messages to that number as well. So great. But website is probably the best. There's a section in there, um, on homeoprophylaxis, um, and a link to the study as well. So. Oh, good. Yeah. It'd be good to read that study and get more information on the background of it and stuff and, yeah. and the effectiveness. So this has been great. Thank you so much, Angela. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to, talk to our, our listeners about homeoprophylaxis, something that people need to know more about. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. See you later. <laughs> Thanks.